Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, one man wants to know if the childhood game of Bloody Mary could possibly be real and could playing Bloody Mary possibly conjure demons. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We, of course, would love to hear them. You can uh, write in at realghoststoriesonline.com or uh, email your audio files. Send it to Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you like our show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. That's a supporter of the show. Do that over at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash realghoststories. $5 a month gets you access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes. Uh, all of it's there. Uh, ebook, audiobook, and it helps keep us on the air. Again, patreon.com slash realghoststories or ghostpodcast.com. Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? So you mentioned... Uh Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And so I had to go run and get my black tourmaline and my uh, amethyst and light my uh, my protection candle. And now I'm got I'm just lighting the incense for the uh, studio so that I keep all that negative stuff away. (laughs) It's interesting that you have all that just ready to go, ready right there in like a kit. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what goes on. So another podcast that I do, we do Tarot Tuesdays. Hold on. I have to blow up my incense. There it goes. Um. So we do Tarot Tuesdays and on a couple of occasions we have readers come on and they do readings for free and stuff like that mm-hmm. for our listeners. And on a couple of occasions, I believe something kind of came through from somebody that was listening in and participating. Really? And, and so one of the tarot readers pulled me aside one night and he said, you need to make sure and protect yourself when you're communicating with people like that because they, the energy can come through even electronically mm-hmm. and it can affect you. So now whenever I do something that I'm just not quite sure about, I just light the candle and the incense and sit back and get high. So <laughs> so is this, uh, were you, was someone else doing the tarot reading or are you the one that's like going through the cards in your no. studio? We have tarot readers that come on, but because, you know, we're hosting it, yeah. uh, we had somebody come in through uh, from South Africa and right in the middle of reading it, the, the, the tarot reader uh, Eric said, uh, "I think this is a trick question from you. I see who I see you for who you are. You're not you're not fooling me." And I'm thinking, "Well, what is what is he talking about?" Yeah. And then some negative stuff happened after that uh, in my life. And he said, "Well, this is what happened." So he says, "You make sure you have your black tourmaline and your various crystals and your candle for protection and uh, and some incense burning at all times." So, yeah, my my studio now kind of smells like you know one of those places that sells tie dye shirts and yeah. incense and yeah, that's the, what it's like. The patchouli smell. The uh... that's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, it could it could smell like some of the other studios you and I have worked at yeah. in the past. So it's not sure. that bad. Exactly, it's a step up. I, I did work with somebody though that uh, that did smell that that obviously smoked quite a bit, and she for some reason thought that patchouli would hide it very well. It's like that's just the dead giveaway that you are getting high all the time, <laughs> right? And she would go into the studio. And I swear to God, 
I'd have to keep those doors open and get fans running because it would be, I mean, she'd be in there for a couple hours. It, that, that studio would smell for two or three days. And she was a part-timer and it was like, oh my God. I don't, you know, I have nothing against it. I understand why no. people do it or sure. whatever. But the truth of the matter is it does have a certain odor to it. And yeah. for some people, it's nothing. And other people, it's it's very it's kind of offensive to a certain extent. So, yeah, I get it. I think the 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 masking odors are more offensive than the actual odor itself, in in my opinion. Like I, I could deal I, I wouldn't I don't do that in my house. But, you know, if you were to do it in your house, I get the smell. But it's just like there's no way to really mask this in any pleasant no. way. <laughs> it's just, no, it's kind of like cigarette smoke. I yeah. mean, usually if you smoke and it's on your clothes, perfume or cologne's not going to necessarily mask it. No, it's just going to make it smell like a bad perfume counter or something. But yeah, good times with that. I saw it to Whole Foods the other day. They do sell uh, dried sage, like, like smudge sticks, mm -hmm. literally at Whole Foods. I'm telling you, more and more people are doing stuff like that. I yes. know. I was really surprised. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you can buy, like, because it, it wasn't, like, in the spice section. It was more in, like, the health and beauty area. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is interesting. Like, this is their only reason is to smudge with is is with this object here. This is what they're selling. I was exactly. impressed. I was impressed and kind of surprised at the same time. So. so there's a lot of money to be made in that kind of stuff. And I think the next level for that, and this is something you and I should talk about, is like, you know, everybody loves the Dollar General stores and the, the all that kind of stuff because yeah. you can get, you know, party stuff. I say we get really low cut, you know, sage and crystals and stuff like that and cheap candles. And we sell them online for, you know, a couple of dollars or something like that. Just make a ton of money off of it. I think it could be done. Uh, and the way I've been gardening, I should just only garden sage. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm selling. I'm just selling sage all all year long. That's all I'm doing. I'll get greenhouses. the The DEA will come and think I'm like, like running, you know, marijuana or something. No, it's sage. It's all you've sage. Got, you've got a barn to hang it in, right, and dry it out. I do. I totally could do. It. I You're could, set. I could become like the sage kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> of Arkansas. Exactly. <laughs> and eventually it'll be made into a really weird Netflix docu-series and uh, the rest will be history. Ironically, there are parts of your life that would fit in very well with that docu-series. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 855-853-4802 uh, is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our next, uh, our first story of the day. It says, hey guys, I wanted to write about these uh, stories where you say a name in front of the mirror like those bloody mary stories in the early 2000s when i moved around rochester minnesota for about two years it was the first time i experienced the scene where you walk in the bathroom light a candle say a name three times and by the third time you call the name everyone would scream and run out of the bathroom without seeing anything it was a bit of a shock to me i did not see anything in the house but it was around the time my mom and dad noticed and said i was better off doing that at someone else's house my dad didn't care, but after hearing a girl scream, he was done with that shit. He told me that shit was fake, but he did not want to hear someone yelling in the house in the middle of the night. Ever since I moved to California, most of the stories sounded like they were made up. It was after I finished college. Most people made fun of how I pronounced words like, don't you know, and uh, basically forced myself to sound like everyone around me. It took roughly three years, but I sounded like everyone around me and even my family noticed the difference. Now, I'll be honest. 
Most of the names in some cities in Wisconsin were impossible to pronounce if you lived there. It was common for people to who lived there to pronounce the names correctly. I spoke differently when I visited my family and nailed the names. I'm sure we all go, got uh, to Shawno and Wyawiga wrong the first times we pronounced them, but there was a ton of messed up names like Brett Favre in Wisconsin. I, I say this for a reason. I had a friend named Miguel who had that stupid Bloody Mary joke when I lived in Newport Beach, California. And I was raised where my dad said it was a joke, but this guy stopped showing up to my home. Took him until after I moved from that apartment when he talked to me again, but I thought he was playing a practical joke on me. The reason why I do not think he is full of shit is that he told me what had happened. And this guy was a gardener who did not drink or smoke or anything. The guy was sober. He had a Virgin Mary hanging from his rear view mirror instead of a pine tree freshener. He would not he was not known to lie, but I was skeptical. We had a black candle in the bathroom. I decided to mess with a thing called Santa Marith, and he called its name three times in front of a mirror. He claimed he saw it, blew out the candle, and was in fear for his life since he did it. I remember asking what he saw, and he described it as a grim reaper, but dressed like how people described the Virgin Mary because it was a woman. I got curious and looked it up, but only found that drug lords prayed to statues either for protection or to kill their enemies. I have no idea what happened to that article, but I was acknowledged as a pag- it was acknowledged as a pagan religion that existed before the 1900s. I even asked Miguel where he heard it, and he's always had fear of it when he was a kid. But he said his grandma warned him about it. Either way, he ran out of the house and never came back, and I kind of believe him. I don't speak Spanish or could pull off the accent, but it is an interesting subject. I guess I believe him because he pronounces his name in Spanish and I butcher it every time. He also told me the chupacabra was talked about since the 70s. His grandparents both made it sound like ancient news when they told him stories in the 80s when he was a kid. I'd say that's accurate because I called the neighbor's cat chupacabra and that was a funny word I heard back in 1988. But the Wikipedia page claims it came out in the mid 90s. I think Wikipedia is bullshit. Thanks for reading, guys. I'm glad the show is keeping up and going strong as ever. Keep doing your thing. Go Packers and fuck the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so there you go. I like this dude. I uh, <laughs> just because of that. They've been a listener for a long, I think, like almost since the beginning. And that's how his letters have always ended. <laughs> wow. What a story. And I think, you know, it sounds a lot like the Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary story a lot of us have heard growing up. And I think in every nationality, every background, there is something that kind of ties into it in some way, shape or form. Sure. Have you, I know you said, I think we were talking a little bit about it off air. Yeah. You never did that as a kid? I did. I mean, I remember hearing, you know, people who did, but I never, I was never privileged enough to do it. I was nobody like I was ever around. Like I was never like, an, I wasn't like I avoided it. Just nobody ever did it that was like by me it was always like oh i heard of somebody doing that at a party or something like that i remember trying it a couple of times nothing ever happened i think i'm not saying nothing can happen i think a lot has to be right i think the energy has to be right i think the mirror has to be right um and i think your belief system has to be right if you believe something can happen it usually can and i think if you believe something will be there when you open your eyes after saying it three times or two times or whatever it can happen so um, I, I love that story because there are so many different tales of people trying and not happening, but 
there's also stories of people doing it and something actually coming to fruition. Do you think the odds of something happening have to do with how serious you're taking it? Meaning you have a group of, you know, 14 year old girls playing it and they all get, you know, anything could happen. The cat could meow and they're going to scream and run. Um, versus someone who is an adult, more mature, and is seriously doing it because they're trying to to make it happen. Not so much as a game, but more so as a, a way with an intent to try and communicate or conjure something up. I think that, you know, when we put our energy, when we ch channel our energy into anything, um, it can come to fruition. That's good things and bad things. And I think, again, if, if you're doing that and you're trying to have something happen, there are times that something will happen just because of that reason. I um, I have the a ghost box now. And, yes. And I um, I do not. Now is, it, is it a real one or is it an app or what do you have? It's a real one. It's a okay. real one, custom built. Um, it's uh, I had it built by a friend of one of the guys who was you know kind of one of the the creator area people of it. Um, and um, he's walked me through on like what to do with it. And I also have a REM pod now, and I have right. uh, EM uh, uh, the K2. And so I don't take these things into my house. The, the office, the studio is a completely separate structure. Right. And I have not gone out into the field or anything with it um, or any location. Um, but I, I have tried to use the ghost box a little bit. And I also set up the REM pod on the other side of the studio just to see, you know, if anything, you know, triggers that as well. Because uh, right. I think you said it's interesting when you can kind of have more than one thing going off at the same time. And I had the K2 on as well. K2 hasn't done anything for me yet. I have heard some interesting responses on the ghost box that seem to be not just a broadcast signal. It seems like that was something that came through, but very basic answers. And I did have it happen where I, can, I, I got some sort of answer. It wasn't anything. It was more like, how's your night? And I got like a, a good or something like that. But then right. at the same time, um, the, REM pod, uh, the REM pod went off on the other side of the studio. Interesting. And so I, I've just been kind of like, well, this is interesting. I don't, because my, you know, people, I think the thought process is, well, is your house haunted? Is is the studio haunted? Is that, I mean, there's nothing on this plot of land prior. I think there's ghosts everywhere, personally. Right. And so I, I don't necessarily subscribe to this house is haunted. That house is not haunted. I think they're everywhere. I think sometimes they communicate more. Sometimes they communicate less. And I think if you try to communicate with them, you may just get some responses. Um, so that's kind of the way I operate. And I, and I, so I've been kind of curious about it and curious about maybe going out more and playing with these things. And I say playing in, you know, in a serious fashion, right. um, but in, um, like go to a cemetery or something, or, you know, I'm not about to jump into investigating houses or anything like that, but it is kind of nice to be able to, to play with some of these things or use some of these things or try some of these things after talking about them for eight years and never having any idea what they are or how they work or it kind of gave me a little more perspective on it, but it is, it's certainly weird. It, it, it's kind of spooky. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think there's energies anywhere. And when you when you're trying to communicate, when you're sending out that energy for communication, if you get response back, that doesn't mean that energy or that spirit's always there. It just yep. means 
that's the line in that you got. It's like kind of going in the old message boards in the day on computers and stuff like that. Hi yeah. from so-and-so. Yeah. And somebody from another part of the world reaches out. I mean, it's very similar to that. That's what I kind of feel with it, too. It's almost like a like a long-range walkie-talkie or something like that, too, where yep. it's like, I, I, like the person on the other end of the walkie-talkie doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean their essence is right there in the room with you. It's it's just you're communicating through this, this device. So I don't know. I mean, I, and I've heard so many different theories on how this thing works or if you know if you are summoning something some people claim it's just as dangerous as a ouija board some are like it's nothing like a ouija board it's all conjecture it's all a matter of opinion but Mm -hmm. it's um it is it's been interesting to uh to kind of have that um and and I, i don't get a lot through it here but again i don't really think there's a lot i think there's probably stuff around here but it's not like a hotbed of activity on my property as far as i'm aware no, you you might have something from the far past that's still yeah. going on there, and I think that might be the interesting thing if you want to you know check out the land around your place. That might be kind of interesting to find out what may have gone on there in the past. But yeah, I should take it to the battlefield in town. <laughs> well, there you go. We're like, what three, are you what are you waiting for? I don't know. I really should. That's a, that'd be even better than a cemetery. Yeah, because like three thousand people died there. Hello. Yeah, I got to get some batteries. <laughs> you you got to shut. You got to shut down the podcast right now. Get in your truck and go. And just go. <laughs> yep. Harper would be like, all right, dad, let's go. Great. Because she's all of She's trying to find places for us to investigate. And it's like, honey, you're eight. I don't let's wait a little while. I don't care. So we'll we'll do something. Oh, she's giving you back to you when you were younger. Oh, my God. Uh, I know it's going to be 10 times worse. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. The real ghost stories online. Let's go to our first caller of the day. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Tony, everyone. Uh, This is Summer in Buffalo. I was just calling to give you guys an update on uh, what's going on in our our 200-year-old farmhouse. Um, This is a two-parter because um, it involves both myself and my older daughter, Anna, uh, who moved in with us. Uh, To kind of uh, set it up, um, when you walk off the driveway and come into our house, there's like a foyer slash laundry room, so it's an actual room. And then to the right is a door that goes to my daughter's room um, that she's staying in right now. And then if you go straight, there's two steps up, and that's the kitchen. And directly to your right is the door to the bathroom. That's going to be important later. Um, the room my daughter's staying in, we kind of joke and call it the B&B because it's um, kind of isolated from the rest of the house. Um but it has like this beautiful picturesque window that overlooks the yard and um it's but it's also the place where most of the activity happens in the house um so for my part uh, i was standing in the kitchen and i was doing dishes and out of the corner of my eye i see um something uh walk from the bathroom towards the stairs And I turn and I see um, it lasted for a split second, just this older woman um, with like shoulder length hair. And she was uh, wearing uh, a nightgown um, with like these puffy little shoulders, you know, just like a a granny nightgown that kind of goes to her knees. And um, but then she kind of dissipated. That's the best way I describe it. She looked kind of like if a person was a cloud, 
I guess that's the best way to do it. She was very white, very wispy, you know, um, translucent. Um, either way, so she disappeared as she started to walk towards the stairs to go down towards my daughter's room. And uh, it took me a second, and I, I was like, okay, well, that sounds like um, probably Mary. Uh, Mary is the, or who I think it is, anyway. Um, my neighbor, as I mentioned before, uh, David, he grew up in the house that we live in, and we found out uh, before, previously, that that her, his mother had died in the house, and her name was Mary. So that leads me to the second part of the story. My daughter... Uh, was in her room and I was in the living room and all of a sudden she comes running out of her room and into the living room and I look at her and she looks absolutely terrified like her eyes are wide and I that phrase it looks like you've seen a ghost or all the blood is drained from the face I mean she I had never seen that before she looked really pale but completely and utterly terrified like are you okay what's the matter what's going on she goes, Mom, I was sitting in my room, I was sitting on the bed, and I was meditating, you know, like I do, and I had my eyes closed. And all of a sudden, I opened my eyes, and there was an old woman sitting on the bed in a nightgown. And she goes, excuse me. And then she disappeared right in front of me. And I went, oh, okay. We had never talked about Mary before. I had never you know, brought up, I said, well, what did she look like? She said, well, she was this old lady, she had shoulder-length hair, and she had kind of, you know, those old lady nightgowns on, and she said it had, like, poofy shoulders, and, and, and she goes, that's what she looked like, and I said, oh, okay, I said, well, I think that's Mary, which is Dave's mom, and she sat down in the living room and did not want to go back into her room. And I, I talked to her, I said, Anna, I said, she goes, I've never seen anything like that. She goes, that is, I've, n- I've never had anything like that happen to me ever in my entire life. And I said, well, I said, that's one of the side effects of us being who we are. I said, your grandma, I said, I feel them all the time. I said, but your grandmother, she sees them more than I do. I have seen them, but it's very rare. I said, I mostly feel them. I said, but your grandma, she sees them all the time, and she talks about them and lets me know. And she's seen Mary when she was visiting here. Um, and she goes, that's crazy. I said, yeah. I said, um, um, it's nothing. I don't get a feeling or a vibe from her that she's bad in any way. I said, I think she's just saying, hey, I'm here just to let you know. I said, um, there are things you can do to protect yourself and, and things of that nature. But I said, for the most part, I said, you just kind of, you just kind of have to accept that, that this is something in your life that happens and you kind of deal with it as it comes up. And she's like, she, she calmed down and she was finally, you know, she's like, all right. She goes, I just, she it took her a while to process. She was kind of in shock with it. And then she, she finally, you know, and that was it. But, um, I mean, I, I tell you my stories here because 
to the rest of the world, we pretty much look like freaks. You know, this is a safe place. And I appreciate that you, you know, I, 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 telling the stories, I think um, it's definitely appreciated by the people who listen. And I appreciate that I have the outlet to be able to do that, Um, especially because from everything it sounds like that my children have been passed down the gift as well. I don't pursue it. I don't try and encourage it. It's just something that happens. And and it can be pretty terrifying, especially when you uh, run into things that are not good. But I just wanted to call in and um, give you guys an update on what's going on with the house. And uh, I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you guys later and call you if I have anything else. Thanks. Thank you, Summer. It's interesting, you know, it's, you know, call it the gift, call it whatever. I look at it as kind of just another sense. And it's one thing where you're you're kind of like, you don't necessarily encourage it, you don't pursue it, but it's also the same way of saying, I don't encourage good eyesight. I don't pursue good eyesight. It's like, it, it's it's just there. It, it's, it's one of those senses. And if it's your kids have it because you have it, you can encourage, discourage all you want. It's there, you know? Right, right. And two things that really came to mind on this was, number one, I, I always hate to hear people say that we look like freaks or we sound crazy or whatever. I feel I feel bad about that because in this world, we do tend to, um, you know, push that label on people who've experienced paranormal, whether it's ghosts or aliens or anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hate that because this is a place where people can tell their stories and feel validated for at least being able to um, to vocalize them. The other thing that always that always hits me pretty hard is I think people who owned their own businesses, things like old restaurants, old pubs, old taverns, um, uh, things like farms, yeah, uh, hotels, people, when they own that stuff, they lived at 24 Mm seven. And I think because they work so hard for their pride and for their family and to make a living and all that kind of stuff, I think a lot of times places like that are more haunted. I think that energy is pushed in harder to those locations. Sure. Uh, so there's more residual and sometimes even more, um, uh, I guess, uh, resid- re- residual and intelligent kind of hauntings at places like that. So here's another situation. It's a farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very possible that Mary, who lived there, loved it that much. They worked so hard. Her energy is just very crammed into that location. Well, yeah, I mean, anytime that it's your thing, um, you know, it, it, it becomes a part of you. And there's there's certain career paths, too, where even if you don't own the thing, it's such a big part of you. I mean, like radio, you know, we didn't own the radio stations back in the days, but we it was such a part of our lives that it was, you know, you just it it is part of you more than like it would be working at another job or something of that nature. Um, but anytime it's, it's yours and you're putting all of that, that energy and effort into it, it is such a part of you. And when you die, well, if your energy is going different places, it's probably going to go to the places that you were passionate about. Right. Um, and if, if it's yours, you know, I, I can imagine you'd be a lot more connected to whatever it is you own and you've been working at your whole life versus, um, you know, uh, a gas station or something like that, where it's like, it's, you know, it's a career, it's a job, it's, you know, it, but it's not necessarily like the passion, you know? So like what you're saying is 200 years from now, um, when you're gone and, and, uh, uh Harper's moved on all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a family living in your farm uh-huh. and they're going to have the ghost of brewski. Is that what you're saying? I'll be haunting the shit out of them. 
going to be great fun. <laughs> It'll be like Beetlejuice. Uh, it, totally. I'm, I'm totally, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to fuck with people when I'm dead because, I mean, you fuck with people when you're alive and there can be repercussions. When you're dead and you fuck with people and they're like, oh, get the sage. Like, fuck that. Like, I like sage. Great. Make a fucking turkey. I don't, the, the sage is not getting rid of me, motherfucker. Uh, and it'll, it'll just be great fun and they'll write stories about it and they'll think it's like some evil demonic thing and it's just me fucking with people it's like oh so, someplace in the house you got it you got to hide the the message i'll be back oh, someplace yeah. in the house i plan on doing that and the thing is i've i've done that and like homes that i've already <laughs> lived in when i've done remodels i've written like weird shit on walls and stuff that have ended up being covered up with like fireplaces and things um <laughs> All with the intent of like somebody's going to open this up someday and they're going to be like, oh, my God, what is this message? <laughs> and it was just me fucking around one day with like a Sharpie, you know, but they're like, oh, so somebody's going to think there's like, you know, pagan rituals or something going on in the house and, uh, you know, all sorts of dark shit. It's like, no, I just had a Sharpie one day. I wanted to fuck with somebody <laughs> in the future. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I fully intend on it and uh, it'll be great. So I hope they can find this audio if they, they trace it back. Like, look, he talked about doing this all those years ago. You're goddamn right. I did. So <laughs> enjoy the ride because it's fun. Uh, let's go to one more caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, my name is Topanga and I have one for y'all. I moved into my dream home in 2014. I was in this house. I have scoliosis, so it was very hard to find a wheelchair accessible where I could use my walker, my crutches, or my cane. Um, weird things have happened. I've been shoved in the shower. I've gotten my hair pulled. Um, I've heard a man's voice call my name and it freaked me out. And Clara Day, my mom has heard stuff when she came to visit with me. Um, she heard stuff. My family member heard stuff. And I was freaked out. So we, um, I have been dumped out of my wheelchair and we've heard laughing. I've heard a baby cry. My niece has acted. Come on. Cody, come on. Sorry, my dog was barking at something that wasn't there. And my animals will go crazy. Um, I have two Yorkies and a or I have a Westie and a Yorkie. And all of a sudden, I have heard things like that. Um, we have heard. It has been really, really cold in my master bedroom. And anytime I go into certain parts of the house, it's very cold. My friend actually went into my master bedroom because I was showing her the house one time. And next thing I know, she started feeling really weird. And she said, I have to sit down. And that's not like her because she works out every day. She eats right. She was like clenching her chest and she got shortness of breath. 
Well, then she said she asked me for some Tylenol. And she was doing fine until she went into my master bedroom. Now, I've had a joke of a paranormal team come in my bed's house, and it made things worse. It made things worse for me. It'll stop for a little bit, and then it'll start up. And sometimes it only does it when I'm here. Sometimes it'll do it when certain family members are here. And that's where her call ends. But uh, obviously, I mean, this sounds, you know, I I suppose, you know, it could be dark. It could be a real asshole ghost that just likes fucking with people that are suffering with a disability, which is something I'm going to say I would not do if I'm the ghost in the house. I'm not going to screw with anybody with a disability. That's that's not my thing. It's more like let's move keys. Let's, you know, put the cats in really weird places. Things like that nature. (laughs) I uh, this is so weird because I just had a story and then dealt with somebody in the last week or so uh, who is from the UK who uh, has a family and has scoliosis too. Mm -hmm. And a very dark energy in his home was present and finally did something about it after actually several years of this going on. But in that time, he saw his health decline rapidly in the last 12 months because he believes because of this dark energy. And if something is throwing you about, if something is hurting you, putting you in pain or others in pain, mm-hmm. even if it's not quote unquote demonic, you need to do something to move that on because those types of things can have results on your physical energy, not just your mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I really suggest that if this listener hears this, that she reach out as soon as possible to get someone to come through and find out what's going on in the house you know, probably not investigators, but maybe somebody who can cleanse the house, who can deal with sage. You better start selling that stuff as soon as you can. Um, seriously, because I'm very worried about her physical health. She's already um, in some physical stress. Yeah. This can make that much worse. This gentleman went in 12 months from walking with a cane to not being able to walk at all. And he really pushes it toward what was going on in his home. Did he, has he changed circumstances? Has the house been cleansed or something? Did he move? How is he doing now? They had a medium and psychic come through uh, who not only found that entity that was in the corner of his room, cold spots, dog looking at it all the time, all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. um, but also found his wife's grandfather who had had passed on about uh, six months ago, had come by to try and protect them um, from this entity. So... Uh, they believe that this thing has been moved on, moved mm-hmm. away. The psychic and medium told them that uh, she did take it away. Um, but she told them straight out, things can come back. Yeah. And you need to protect yourself against it. You are now weakened by it, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. So protect yourself against things like that. Yeah. I think the the jump to thing that a lot of people do, and it sounds like she did it, and, and, and no fault to her, you don't know really what you're doing in, in a lot of these situations, is called a paranormal team in. A lot of paranormal teams are just there to get evidence and put it on their YouTube page. Um, but there, you got to really be cautious uh, before bringing somebody in and understand what their goals are 
And do they align with your goals? Are they there to help and get something out? Is it, you know, is it an investigator or is it someone who is is there to cleanse? Because they're very different things. Just somebody going in and reaffirming, yep, we got some activity here doesn't mean it's going to move it on. You, you got to get the right type of people, like you said, in there. Maybe not necessarily investigators, but people who are able to sense these things, cleanse them and move them on. Yeah. And I think there's all kinds of investigators. There are people out there who really do want to figure out what's going on sure. and then give you guidance on how to fix it. And that's what you want to look for. If you find someone who just wants to go in there and get their rocks off on yeah. seeing a ghost or having an experience, those are the people you don't want to bring in. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, and, and this medium did tell this gentleman in the UK this, she said, you're going to have activity over the next week until I can come and see you because mm -hmm. it knows I'm coming. Yeah, It can, it can read minds. It knows energy. And between the time that they called her and the time she came, there was just a list of things that happened in his house that were unbelievable. Wow. Um, and I said, I don't I can't even believe you stayed there. And he said, the only reason we stayed is because I'm disabled and my family and I couldn't go anywhere else at the time. Sure. So please yeah. get help. And I think that that sometimes if it is something really negative, whether it's demonic or not, just asshole, whatever it is. They they feed off of that. They feed off. Yes. It, it, it's like um you know it's like an abuser in life in in real life. People that are in you know into abusing others, they feed off of people being trapped. They feed off of people feeling like there's no other choice but but to stay there and deal with their bullshit. Um, so it's really not that different in death. There these things, these people, these spirits, they're doing the same shit that they probably did in life. And they know you're trapped and they know you have a disability and they know that they get to be in control. And it's much more of a burden for to try and get you out of there. Uh, and you're going to stay and, and be subjected to it. So and that's just it, that's what turns into that negative cycle. So, yeah, reach I, out for help if yeah, you can. Definitely. All right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like our show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person and EPP. Sign up over at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all the bonus material, advanced episodes. Uh, it's all there for you. Again, ghost podcast, uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Merch is up on the store uh, site as well. Go to realghoststoriesonline.com and uh, click on our a little store uh, uh, link there and you can get uh, t-shirts, mugs, all different stuff there. So check that out too. Until next time, for Todd and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.